Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you it is hip to be square. On a very special episode, we boldly go where we've gone a couple times. It's trekking through the stars with Normies Like Us. Energize. How are you, Mr. Spock? Each time I return to space, the weight I carry for the loss of my sister feels heavier. Um... Lieutenant La'an Union Singh, Chief of Security, sir. Welcome aboard, number one. We've got some pretty big boots to fill. I'm aware. Okay. You heard it up top. It's starting to feel like a five-year mission because once again, we are joining Starfleet and talking about Star Trek here on Normies Like Us with your hosts, uh, Ensign Colin. I guess Cadet Mike. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Lieutenant Joe. Uh, and this is Captain uh, Captain Jake Jake Card. Jake Luke somebody Picard. Picard. Jake Luke Picard. Ca- Captain Cobb is pretty good, but I don't take <laughs> yeah. Picard. Yeah. Captain, Captain Cobb. Sure had a hard time getting your own name right there. I don't know, man. You have so no, much air. In, on his planet, you pause before you pronounce your name. It's, oh, that's right. It's formality. I forgot. Jacques Luke Cobb Card. How about that? There we go. <laughs> I like it. it. I like it. Uh, there's definitely crazier characters in some of these shows we're probably going to talk about. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, for sure. my, but, uh, my distant ancestor yeah. is also played by me. Yes. Yes. Well, yeah, yeah. Every. <laughs> yeah, people don't look sort of related. They look identical. identical. That's, that's how right. ancestry works. Yeah. That's how it works. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, we're going to be talking Star Trek today. I think we're going to be talking a little bit of uh, everything on a serious little program. We're going to call Beam Me Up. We're going to catch up with each other on where we are in our Star Trek viewing, some of the new stuff, some of the old stuff. We've kind of been uh, warping all over the franchise. And then after that, we want to take a look at the first two episodes of the newly launched Strange New World series. So we're excited to have you along for uh, this this uh, two-segment mission uh, with, with, uh, with your bridge crew. We're out here. Where would you guys work if you were on a Star Trek ship? Though, do you think would you be bridge? Would you be engineering? Engineering Colony first. Where would you be engineering? Okay, <laughs> that works. We'll talk about it. I would be a terrorist attacking Starfleet, but we'll talk. Yes, yeah, so you'd be the Maquis. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Joe, uh, I guess bridge. Yeah, meet me in the captain's quarters. Security. Like that. That's where I'm doing my ship. Oh man, Ops. get a ready room, or just or just I the holodeck. Would... One of the two. A holodeck engineer, yeah. My proclivity leans towards engineering of some type. I do like to tinker. Yeah, I think engineering um, would be fun. Joe, I think you would be a good number one, like a Riker. Oh, yeah? Yes. Oh, Second yeah. I, I'm yeah. really good at, like, perching like he does. That's kind of, like, my go-to <laughs> stance anyway, so. You can yeah, play the I've seen you sit in a chair, too. You swing your leg over top. <laughs> oh, very, yeah. Very guy style. Yep. I do like that he has a maneuver. But, I appreciate uh, it. Um, yeah, I think we should just go ahead and maneuver into... The proper beam me up segment. Let's talk all the Trek that we've been watching before we get into Strange New Worlds. So, uh, you know, let's get the warp engines. Not warp engines. You know, what's the other one? They're e- they're easier going engines, Jacob. Oh, the uh, impulse. impulse engine. Impulse, As we impulsively yeah. move into the next one segment. quarter yes. impulse. <laughs> Energy. <Engage. laughs> yeah. Thanks, Captain. We're back. We're wrapping up our own little Kobayashi Maru and about to talk some more Trek. Now, listeners, it's going to seem like Star Trek is inescapable to you right now. We're doing our long-form episodes where we're covering some of the Star Trek movies, 
Um, but also, of course, there's a new Star Trek series being released on Paramount+. Plus. We're going to get to those in a little bit. But we also kind of just decided, let's talk what we're watching, because we're all kind of like catching up in weird, various ways. Yeah, we, we kind of started the show, you know, trying to pitch Star Trek to some of the hosts who weren't as into it. And then, you know, Colin, you got into it. But now, you know, from what, 2005 until Discovery, there was like no Star Trek. And now there's like more Star Trek than ever on TV. So it's kind of yeah. uh, a lot to, you know get a grip on and we haven't all watched all of it but we're going to talk about it and some people are watching the old shows so uh it's going to be an interesting little catch-up past present and then future i guess now present strange new worlds after this but uh yeah star trek new stuff you know i mean picard season two i think is one of the biggest paramount shows it's got a big cast i stopped watching after season one but jacob i understand you stuck and you finished this whole mm. season is that right uh, yeah, I actually, uh, let me tell you, I was not going to finish the season uh, after like episode six or so. I was like, uh, I think I'm done with this show. <laughs> you made it uh, past halfway. Then, yeah. yeah. If you I like, like six, I can't man, you just got to keep pushing through. That's like four more hours of my life that I have to dedicate to this show. Ugh. But mm-hmm. you know what? I did it so that I could talk about today and oh boy, let me tell you. <laughs> Thank you for your sacrifice, by the way. I know I've, I've only yeah. seen the red letter media and I've watched the first season and I largely agree with some of their takes. People, people are familiar with those shows, but generally it seems like they threw the book away on character motivation and any major plot points from TNG and just basically you know, that's kind yeah. of what they did in season one. So I was off board at the end of season one and it seems like season two is some slightly better moments, but in the end, not much is what I've heard. So what, what do you think about it? Confirm or deny it? <laughs> well, I mean, I just think uh, it's not very good, but the, <laughs> you know, the characters, I don't even think of them as the same, like Picard. I don't think of him as the same Picard that I knew from TNG because he acts so differently. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think that's mainly due to the writing. Uh, I'm not trying and to be Patrick Stewart. Yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's a living robot, I guess. He's a, a he's living a robot that'll die the same time a regular human would. It's just, right. just, just an excuse to like write it in there. It's so strange. I, I also want a robot body with no advantages, two. please. <laughs> yeah, yeah Joe and I are the ones who have seen it, right? And, oh, wow. All right. Uh, at least I'll for me, I, you know, I was not super happy with it. Uh it actively like like usually these things don't bother me where I can kind of separate in my head like okay TNG is TNG and I can still enjoy that. This actively like makes me like TNG less because of oh no <laughs> some of the things they do in here it's just so like to think this is the same universe from thirty years ago it just it's you know I don't like it I don't know <laughs> yeah and, and spoilers but Joe, what on Picard guys so it's, yeah it's, you haven't seen it or you the, don't like, care yeah best roller coaster television I think I've seen in a long time like. Every other episode had moments where I was like, oh, okay, I kind of see what they're doing here. And then the next episode would just like absolutely squash any interest in the plot moving forward. But I'd keep trucking along. Another episode would come. I'd be like, oh, okay. Oh, Q's back. Oh, there's some mystery in Q's character now. Okay, let's see what happens next week. And then next week, like Data but not data would hit the card with a Tesla at like yes. a, a fucking ballet uh, performance. Like it was <laughs> well wild. <laughs> I think uh, red letter media, I've been watching their videos as well. And they mentioned, uh, they kind of said like the writer's room 
it's like they're playing a game of telephone where like one writer will write one episode about something and then the next next episode it's a totally different writer just going off basically what the first writer said but like you know it's there's something lost in communication so it just changes every episode but it, like you said it's such a roller coaster ride it bounces around so much they're in an alternate reality fascist reality then they go back in time to present day uh like 2024 and there's just so much stuff going on with Rene Picard, Picard's ancestor. You got uh, Brent Spiner playing uh, Noonien Soong or a, a relative of a different Soong relative every a different season. Soong, Adam. Yeah. yeah. My name no, might be Adam. Everyone, heard. Yeah, Adam Soong. All the Soongs apparently just look exactly like Brent Spiner. Because <laughs> uh, that's yeah. how it works. You know, my grandfather Even looked exactly TNG, like that's me. That's how it worked. Yeah. yeah. I've seen the yeah. pictures. So that's actually weirdly <laughs> accurate. One of the few things that I think is TNG accurate, but it doesn't make it less weird. Well, and they do that a lot in this season where different actors are playing relative, like ancestors, like great, 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 great grandfather of their character. And they look exactly the same, but yeah. except for Guinan, who looks totally different. Uh, <laughs> but that's but, another story. Yeah. yeah. The, yeah. the biggest problem I had with it is it kind of, it, overall I would rank it the same as season one where it's like, yeah, I don't know, like, there were moments that I enjoyed it, and then, like, overall massive letdown. You know what I mean? Like, there were glimpses yeah. where I was like, oh, this feels right. But then it would just, like, destroy it the next episode. But I kept coming back, you know what I mean? And mm. even, like, overall strategy here, halfway through the season, when I was like, oh, I'm going to hang it in. Like, I, I have two to catch up on now because I missed last week. That's when they announced, like, hey, by the way, next season, Worf, Beverly Crusher. Right everybody's coming back. Don't you want to see everybody? At this point, I don't everybody? even care. Don't no, I don't even care them. at this point. <laughs> and I yeah, think season yeah. two, it has the same problems as season one, actually. It started promising for me. The first episode, I was like, okay, I can get into this. And then it just kind of completely squanders. And it throws so many ideas at the wall that it's like half of them don't pay off. You got Gerardi, the Borg queen. You got Renee Picard, who like shows up in one episode. And then you don't see her for like four more episodes. Like, wait, I thought she was like a big part of the plot. And it's just throwing so much. And it all has to do with apparently Picard's mom and his memories of his mom who had mental illness. And then we find out, spoiler alert, uh, she committed suicide. And Picard, as a young boy, walked in on her and discovered her, right? And mm. that's kind of this repressed trauma that he's had uh, his entire life. That's why he kills other <laughs> serial killers. He's the Bay Harbor butcher. I see now. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Right, right. And this, so this whole time travel thing was so for Q to have him confront his past, which apparently he's gone his whole life being a hundred years old or yeah, whatever. He's over a hundred years old, right? <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> well, cause they live longer in the future, right? People, you know, yeah. Yeah. So like, he, he's like probably, Scotty and Bones and stuff are like 120. I mean, TNG. he had a fake heart in TNG. Like right. his Which heart was right, not right. even real then. Well, if the if if the new Kendrick Lamar album was anything to go by, I mean, you could carry some stuff for a long time before addressing it. So who knows? That's maybe true. 180 years, you can do it. But um, it <laughs> but seems I just think a it's funny. Weird. Like Troy must have been a really bad counselor. For yeah, that to never come Troy's up never, before. <laughs> you remember your mother, Picard? Like never once in any of those seasons. Very They're, strange. Right. There's so many things. The thing that bothers me the most about this show, and like I'm sure they're going to do it a bunch in the next season if they have to, is when they're like, hey, I'm Q, and remember, I don't age, but I'll age myself just to match you so it makes sense. Oh, Guidance in the next scene? Guidance also going to explain that she can, you know, be whatever age she wants to be, and it's just easier to fit in. 
Except and she can look like a totally different to the, person. Yeah, well, and then we go back to the past and we see her and like she is presenting herself as a different person, which again, TNG continuity, like we've seen them back. It doesn't in make sense with Mark Twain. Yeah, like, San Francisco. Yeah, we, but now it's, she's it's got to like work at a writers, bar called Ten Forward every time too, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm convinced that the writers of the show have not seen TNG or have only seen like a couple episodes or something. They haven't seen the whole the whole show. I know that for sure because. Yeah, like you said, Guinan is in the old times with with Mark Twain wearing a fancy dress, uh, and then apparently she starts a bar detail, in L.A. <laughs> called Ten Forward. Yeah, called Ten Forward hundreds of years before the, it would be named know, after being ten on forward. the tenth deck forward of the ship. Right, <laughs> yes. like that's why it's named that. It's where and it's then, located on the ship. Yeah, and then apparently she owns this bar for hundreds of years because she's still working there when Picard goes to see her as an old man. I just don't understand. <laughs> yeah. There's just yeah. so much that's yeah. confusing in this. But, uh, um, you know, yeah, sorry. Will you ever I, watch it again? Yeah. No. Yeah, I'm going to fall for the trick every year. I'm going to fall well, for the trick three, every year. Well, season three, I'll watch year. season three, yeah. But I'm not going to rewatch seasons again. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. no. I'll never watch You could watch throw on TNG 20 years again. later, but yeah. not this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's the problem with the serialized storytelling, which so many shows have to be now. And we'll get into Strange New Worlds, which is sort of breaking that formula. But... A lot of these Trek shows, Discovery is the same way where it has these serialized stories instead of telling episodic stories like the old Treks used to. Yeah, uh, there's a reason that works because even with old Westerns and stuff, like, man, when you syndicate that stuff, it's like every once in a while I'll catch an old Rifleman episode. I'll be like, ah, oh, I love this one. It's the one where the black hat comes in and does the gun show. And then these, you know, it's like you, you can't do that anymore. And, and I think that's kind of a problem right. too, but that's the structure of the show, not the writing. Right. And that's but the it, way television know. was at that time. Yeah. Then DS nine started doing more serialized storylines, but still had episodic. Uh, and that's kind of what I'm expecting from strange new worlds. Picard, it's like, you can't just watch a single episode of this nah. season. It wouldn't make any sense. You have to watch the whole thing front to back. And right. it still doesn't make yeah. a lot of sense. Cause it's, no. it's just so all over the place. The, I think the point you made about the writers not knowing what they're doing or not having watched Star Trek or understand it, you know, red letter pointed this out and let's expand on it. Like it's the fact that when Picard's talking about what happened to his mother, he says, my mother hung herself, which the term is hanged. That's kind mm-hmm. of what they said. So someone as intelligent as Picard would know that it's hanged. Right. Yes, and then right. Also, for them to not be able to write in proper English, this is from the writer's perspective, the most important emotional scene Picard has been carrying his whole life. To get it wrong, it just shows how much they don't know what they're doing. They're not paying attention to details, even of, like, basic English. And right. so it seems like they just kind of drop the ball, like, oh, we're trying to do this emotional thing, but you can't even name it correctly. And then yeah, you make and they're Picard kind of doing the same proxy. plot as all good things, right? It's the same kind mm-hmm. of point with Q trying to prove stuff to Picard about, you know, his past and stuff. But, and I guess we find out, so I guess, I don't know what the the mystery was. Picard thought his dad drove his mom to suicide. His dad, Gaius Baltar from Battlestar Galactica, uh, (laughs) who apparently is Picard's dad. Um, That's the actor that plays him. But, uh, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Uh, but it just didn't work for me. And the time travel, it's hard to do time travel well, because if you do it bad, it just comes off as lazy. And that's what this kind of came off to me. There's no way you could do Trek time travel and just ignore like the movie the first contact. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, one last note about uh, Picard before I want to move on from Picard. I do yeah. like that. It seems like 
they're kind of recasting some classic characters. I think the new Borg Queen is pretty great in uh, in that role. And uh, even New Gaiden, I thought, did a, a decent job of uh, matching some expressions while also bringing some like new heart to the character. So I don't know. Maybe I bring that thought back when we're talking uh, Strange New Worlds, too. But I love how they're yeah. kind of recasting classic Star Trek characters. Yeah, I agree with you there. Um, but again, it just brings up more questions about the time travel. You know, there's the temporal prime directive, which you're not supposed to really mess with. It's similar to the we prime directive. We had a cold war. Right? You just asked, you know, Archer about <laughs> yeah. that. A temporal cold war over that. I but then in Picard, this. we have one of the main characters, uh, Cristobal Rios, the captain, right? Decides mm-hmm. to stay in the in the past, which is like totally against the rules. Like you can't you just do that. that. <laughs> Unless and it's predestined. Remember, yeah, I guess it was all predestined. Everything they Julian did. talks about that in the DS9 episode where he is like, What if mm. this is one of those paradoxes where I'm supposed to become my own great grandfather? Blah blah blah. Maybe that was no oh, well. for this captain. I don't know. It's bad yeah. dog. Just again, they don't bad. spend a lot of time in space, do they? In this show, it's pretty much cities. No. They Most spend of a this lot takes of time place in, in current uh, Los day Angeles LA. 2024. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good budgeting. Yeah, fuckers, man. No, again, this is not Star Trek stuff. to me, it's just shitty drama with Star yeah. Trek action figures but joe i wanted to mention the board queen stuff because i did like that more than most of the stuff in the season yeah. but again it just brings up more questions it's like well does that erase everything that happened with the borg up till now because there's a new board queen that's a different like a more friendlier board queen but there's still the original board queen so there's like two different board collectives i don't know it's just confusing and they don't explain I, it very well again dog so, it's like to me it's it's candy it doesn't have to make sense <laughs> This is not the trek I'm going to hang my hat on forever. These are those, (laughs) what I think will be that weird trilogy of Picard made for TV movies that, that are kind of, you know, you can watch them if you want, but they're, they're a little out there. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. The last note I want to make is just about the, uh, the, uh, you know, main characters in this show that are kind of squandered, you know, Raffi, uh, Rios, you are more from Raffi. No, I just Eleanor wanted them squandered? to. I All wanted, these characters th- suck. That's what I'm what saying. But they could have done something. They tried to do something with them in season two, and it just didn't work for me. Raffi yeah, in yeah, season yeah. nine, uh, or, or seven of nine, are in love, know. like, really all of a sudden in uh, season two. Like, that didn't oh, yeah. happen. Well, what happens at the end of season one, they're like, oh, we're, like, in love or whatever. Yeah. Seven is another character that's nothing like she was in Voyager. Literally a different character. And, like, it just. Mm takes me out of it to see Picard and oh, Seven. You know, you know what? Here's Here it is. This is my biggest criticism, and I haven't even seen season two, but I've seen this. The only proof we need that this is really bad Star Trek is that they brought back Wesley. Yes. You know? Yes, yeah. I like, forgot. They brought him back. That. that says everything you need to know about this show. The writers want you to die. I, I, love, <laughs> you know? I love that they brought Wesley back. It doesn't Wesley even make back. sense why they bring him back. No. And they He's have like, the hey, new Soji character. Like, this is what happened to me. Let me finish my monologue. I'm That's really how we wrote you off the show. We <laughs> wanted you gone. Why are you back? <laughs> I won't yeah, go back to the talking trek. So crazy. I get a lot of money for talking trek. <laughs> yeah, they opened the, the Star yeah. Trek dark hole. Now it comes Wesley. There's up, motherfuckers. I'm back. So if you so. if you were to ask me if I was excited about the next season with all these TNG actors coming back, I guess a little bit more than season two. But it's at the, this point, it's like they've ruined it so much that I have no expectations that it's going to be any good. So I mean, I'll still watch it, but I'm not expecting literally anything. Yeah, <laughs> well, I think I yeah. think I'm the 
the warmest on these shows. Uh, I think, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, which is like hard to believe, but I think I'm the warmest on these shows. Um, do you, are you excited about TNG characters so you could like watch them have a pizza party at Riker's place? Like you saw what they yeah. did with these characters in season one. It's not like they do anything meaningful when they come back is kind of my no. big problem. I don't, they're not going to be crewing the enterprise and going around doing adventures. They're probably going to be, I don't know, stuck in a, some a pizza party at Riker's. Like I'm not, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No. I don't know. Um, I, I, I never, I never really got like into discovery either but like i know didn't they do something where they set up something at the first part of the season and at the end it's revealed oh it was a familiar character all along (laughs) and like didn't they just do that in picard season two like they've already done it this same writing squad right and they're already recycling their own stuff discovery i've been in and out of i don't think it's very good but i I stopped halfway into season one again not it's too action heavy for me there like it's it's not you know it's like oh shit's blown up you know i watched uh season one and then recently i've been watching season two because i i was watching strange new worlds got paramount plus as well and i was like i want to see more of pike and the enterprise crew when do they come in season two episode one so i started watching from there oh and it's Hmm. it's you know it's whatever it's still it's like this show revolves around michael burnham so much uh where it's just i don't know man these michael burnham favorite character in all of michael burnham i've been um space jam and out on discovery but again like that's Mm -hmm. not a show i'll rewatch ever either probably um you know what I do no. rewatch all the time though is is all of the other Star Trek shows nonstop. Yeah. Solon's been doing that too, right? What's what have you been so, catching up on on the classic Trek? And I think this is a perfect branch into because I have so many questions about where these characters are going to end up, and just kind of that Picard mm-hmm. season three stuff you said. So as everybody knows my history, no Star Trek, kind of the movies, love the Kelvin timeline a lot. Uh, Jacob does this great Deep Space Nine episode. This is the one you should get into. Eh, maybe. Super get into it. Uh, I (laughs) stopped before the Worf episode, so by season three, I was kind of out. Season four is like the best part of that show. Well, I'm... Baby, I'm coasting to get on the cost. Let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> so then we got to this era where I would kind of keep Pluto TV on. Uh, I've sung its praise a million times over, but to sum up for listeners who haven't heard it, they have a direct Star Trek channel. They'll kind of change the content up on weekends, but mainly it's TNG nonstop. And they'll kind of do it in two different breaks so that you're seeing different seasons of episodes, right? Um, mm-hmm. I would put them on before work catch the first act to an episode and then leave my TV on all day, come home, catch the fifth final act of a, a crazy different episode, right? Mm-hmm. As I was cooking dinner. And that was kind of my intro to TNG. Yeah. That's Where a normal I'm, way to watch TV shows. Totally, yeah. Just lose, <laughs> yeah, disconnected, yeah. all that good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Where I am at now, because the power of this show, and I, I, I think it is the strength of Star Trek in general is, is that those acts are perfect. I like the time it takes to tell these stories because when you get the fifth act in a Star Trek where it can be Picard having this quiet moment about how he was tortured by a Cardassian to see five lights instead of four, he's in a therapy Mm -hmm. session and just sort of like telling a very soft story to sum up the moral of the episode and he'll say, and you know, I did see five lights at the end. And it'll just cut and you'll hear that music and I'll just be like... How? 
Can I go to work now? How could I just like go on with my life? My whole yeah. day is ruined yeah. by the philosophy of this show. It's so strong. It's so hard. I've gone back and watched the full episodes now of targeted ones I like. And mm-hmm. I just, I adore it. You guys were right. I don't know why I fought it. Like, obviously, TNG is the best <laughs> Star Trek of all time. Like, how could it not be? Right, right. They say you can't teach somebody something they think they already know. And you thought you already were not having it. But I'm glad you've warmed up to it. You see, the thing with the four and five lights is you didn't realize that what he should have been examining was the death of his mother that whole time. You know, Exactly. I'm with the therapist. (laughs) I'm glad you like it. I really am genuinely. Ronnie Cox is like the Starfleet admiral who comes in to like negotiate Mm -hmm. to get Picard back. And it's like, oh, Ronnie Cox, the villain of all the Paul Verhoeven movies I like, Total Recall and Robocop. Like, this is amazing. Oh, right. oh Colin, you mm-hmm. got to watch the one where Kelsey Grammer is a Starfleet captain. <laughs> I just uh, watched that one. So here's the, um, uh, Colin recommended Pluto TV so much. Those channels exist on Paramount+. Plus. If you go to the home mm-hmm. screen, you can scroll down to live channels. There's a Star oh, wow. Trek channel. It's just a Star Trek. That's what I've been using to fall asleep. And uh, I best. go to bed significantly later than Colin. So we were texting and he was like, I just realized I'm watching episodes from the final season. That night I had seen the pilot of TNG because it was, ah, you know, I, I think over. once they end, they just like keep rolling it again. So Cassie mm-hmm. and I caught the pilot right as we were uh, going to bed. And now we've just started a brand new TNG rewatch. Nice. You just well, tune in me, whenever. It, yeah, that's cool. I've been using PP plus a lot, Paramount plus, and <laughs> I've been watching all kinds of Trek, not just the new stuff I've been on. TNG kick. I've been on a Voyager kick. I've just been watching random episodes, whatever I feel like putting on while I'm working. And it's been a mm-hmm. blast. Like I mentioned, I've been watching original series too, because I've tried to connect that to the movies and now to strange new worlds. There's a lot of yeah. connections. So I'm like, man, I'm just in the Trek zone right now too. Question for yeah. you, Jacob, as someone who's consuming all that stuff. Now you guys have pointed out to me all this stuff in the TNG era of, Oh, you know, the Scotty episode's so funny. Oh, you see bones in the pilot, super old, or, you know, oh, you get ready yeah. for this cross pollination, right? Yeah, yeah. In like Voyager and Enterprise and all these other ones, do you get my beloved like DS9 characters or like does Worf ever come back in, in any of these other shows? Um, well, by the time Worf is on DS9, TNG is over already. Right. That's why they bring him in in season four. I think Julian Barclay Bashir shows up shows in up. Voyager. Yeah, Barkley shows up in Voyager. Julian Bashir yeah, shows up in uh, Meaty Role. Barkley's all now. over uh, Voyager. If you like Barkley, and Troy. his Voyager arc is Deanna good. Deanna Troy is uh, in Voyager, too. Colin, mm-hmm. Deanna Troy and Riker are in the finale of Enterprise, which is a really interesting episode of television. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Basically, the, the, the episode, I won't, but it's like, during the episode of TNG, the Pegasus, Riker like has like writer's block for what to do with command. So he decides to watch the last mission of uh, Scott Bakula's Enterprise. Amazing. And so the, it's basically like the finale for that show is like just a footnote in a random episode. <laughs> That's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> the next, yeah. They, they well, got did the dirty, but they do, do have... on this one mission. Well, let's watch. <laughs> yeah, well, now you got to check it out. Yeah, you'll have like, to. Uh, he's playing the cook and he's like, I'm cutting these cucumbers. What do you think? And he's doing like a dumb accent too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> he's an observer. Picard loves but, doing uh, dumb it, accents. It, 
Enterprise does have the distinction of being the only Star Trek show canceled besides the original series, so that's sure. why it has a weird ending. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, and like you said, there that's was a undirty. drought of Star Trek from the end of Enterprise 2005. You got the J.J. Abrams movies, but no new shows until 2017. So that's like a 12-year gap with no Star Trek on TV. You just had the two J.J. Abrams movies at that point, basically. So yep. we're kind of lucky to have so many shows now, but also... Uh, I don't like most of them, but it's, maybe it's, we're going to talk about such, one that I do like. I don't think it's a, fair to say you don't like most of potential. them. Yeah. Mm. I haven't watched enough Lower Decks. I know I'm a, I'm a big uh, if you, if you Jack Quaid like, fan. If you like so Lower Decks, then you like half of them. Like, Yeah, I like, well, there's five if you count um, the like the kids animated show, which I haven't seen. Prodigy. So Prodigy. two of them I don't okay. like. Yeah, Prodigy. So two of them I don't like. Two of them I like. One of them, I one of them's seen. not made for you. And one yeah. of them is an animated comedy, which is a little different than normal Trek. So I, let's just say I'm happy that Strange New Worlds is here, uh, and I'm happy to, you know, I'm excited but to talk about it too. Just as you guys, yeah, really really uh, the Orville coming back because that counts. Yes, so, yeah, of course, yeah, you love Star, Trek, Star Trek. Trek. Does count. That's true. From, from this outside right. point of view, I do have to say though, guys, it I am bugged in this new fan coming to the old fan way that I'm sure you guys are as well of there's it's squandered in what you want to showcase the idea of doing the old track with new worlds that we're about to talk about. Fantastic. That's cool. That's an angle on it. All the other stuff mm-hmm. feels like this very random, very hodgepodge of Paramount plus is giving us a ton of money to highlight and recognize that a whole wing of what they need to be producing is Star Trek. I don't yes. have an idea yeah. of what Star Trek is or means, so we're all just going to be blasting our loads. When we have talked about in the past, mm-hmm. Star Trek is the idea of a crazy sex hippie who had a very <laughs> particular take on what Star Trek should be. And yes. mm-hmm. I'm not saying it has TNG to lead that way. You know. Yeah. It exa- it can there are multiple avenues and stuff, but when you have all the things on the table like to me again coming to it so late, the thing that I just keep looking at is like, how did the Kelvin movies, the new series, all this stuff not land on the Cardassia Bajoran conflict? You have mm. it in TNG, you have it in DS9. It's such an easy mm-hmm. allegory for modern politics and stuff. It's weighty, it's spy, it's combat, which I know leveling fans of Star Trek are going to want yeah, different yeah. things out of that. I, I totally get that. But I'm saying a branch of it so obviously should be addressing that stuff uh, that it Mm. mystifies me that it's not. I guess because they just resolved it so well with DS9, like that arc was so well done that they didn't want to touch it again. But they haven't really revisited that era other than Lower Decks. It's just the only new Trek show that's set during that era. I think it's the TNG to Voyager. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's like... They're being treated like the or the OT is what I feel we're getting with um, the TNG era stuff. So like no one's allowed to kind of touch that right now, except mm. for mm. Lower Decks, which is like kind of an entry level to it. But I would yeah, love to see it. everything in that era as totally. well. Like I, I think it's time that we can go back to it now. And Lower Decks is the start of that. But it was too yeah. fresh for a while. I mean, it was treated like, oh, that's the good stuff. You're not going to redo that. That's there's other crazy. stuff. Well, that's my favorite era. You know, there's a lot of people that prefer, I guess, the original series era, which is kind of where the Strange New Worlds is taking place in, and Discovery, which was a prequel to, to uh, 
the original series. The problem with Discovery... Yeah, that's not really a prequel. I mean, like, it no. is, but yeah. it's not. It's, like, set <laughs> in that know? era, though. But the thing with Discovery yeah, is, yeah, yeah. I feel like they never had a clear vision of what this show was going to be. This is going to be your flagship Star Trek show, the first one in 12 years, and you don't really have a clear idea of what you want. So you have two episodes in the past, now two episodes in the far future. It doesn't connect to anything. It's like, what is the point, you know? So I still don't know what that show is supposed to be. So it seems to me like, you know, as we looked at Deep Space Nine, getting ready to talk Strange New Worlds, Star Trek can be a lot of stuff. It mm. actually can be. And Paramount Plus has to provide as much content. They're like looking at Star Wars. Look, we have The Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. They have that cartoon for the kids. They yeah. got, you know, we, we want that brand, well, that's you the know, thing obviously with, for our streaming service. Yeah, Paramount Plus, they don't have a lot of IP to draw on. You know, Halo. No getting horribly bashed by everyone who watched it. The uh, idea of the Godfather. It's, it's like, we're not going to remake yeah, the Godfather. It's about the, the making of the Godfather. The idea of the Godfather. It's the winning time for, yeah. for the Godfather. Terrible. But with all the Star Trek they have been making, there is a very vocal group of Star Trek fans who, to them, like me, it is a morality parable in space that's episodic. And mm. it, even though we waited 20 years or whatever, almost, it's like, why couldn't we just have any one of these shows? I don't care what time period you put it in. I prefer the future, but just give me morality tales right. in space that are episodic. And that's and why finally, yes. we're getting it. We have a breath so of I think fresh now air. is the time. Yes. Yes, finally. Let's jump to the over. Strange New Worlds that are let's, strangely more familiar. <laughs> let's talk Strange New Worlds. Jacob, will you give us the baby bit of context that we need from whatever mm-hmm. their discovery appearance is before we go into this new series? Yeah, so just give you a little backstory. So Discovery Season 1, the captain is Captain Lorca, Jason Isaacs, right? And he's like this he's this very he's like this war general, he's very aggressive. Then we find out, oh, he was actually from the Mirror Universe. <laughs> Blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. Because <laughs> he looked like an asshole captain, and it's like, ah, oh, it's because um, he's from an evil yeah. universe. Mm, yeah. yeah. It's he is. You also have, you also have Michelle Yeoh, who kind of pops up, who's like uh, part of Section 21 or whatever. But she's everything, everywhere, all at once. <laughs> That's exactly. Right. Exactly. one of her lives. Good. Yeah. Uh, doesn't matter. Season one, doesn't matter. Now, season two starts. They don't have a captain, right? You got Michael Burnham, the main character. Not a captain. She's like a random lieutenant or whatever. You have Saru... Mm-hmm. Uh, who's the first officer, um, who's played by Doug Doug Jones. Uh, oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. It's a big alien guy. They don't make him captain because he's, he's not experienced enough yet. So they need a new captain to pilot Discovery. Uh, and so who do they get? Oh, it's Captain Pike and the Enterprise. They, they run into him in the first episode, and the Enterprise is like needs repairs. Like it's been shut down for some reason. There's these red lights in the sky. That's the overarching point of the the second season which is really dumb you don't have to worry about that the thing you just need to know is that pike and the enterprise crew are now on discovery and he's the acting captain for this season of this of the uss discovery and uh uh-huh. they're just doing you know doing star trek things we get a family pike, reunion because michael got, Burnham uh, is spock's sister half-sister yes, stepsister oh, that's yeah, a big that's part right. of the show as well so michael burnham is Spock's adopted sister. So apparently Sarek and his human wife, Amanda, adopted a human child, Michael Burnham, who's also like this brilliant, uh, you know, mathematician. Uh, 
And so she's raised in the Vulcan ways. So she's more logical and less emotional than most humans, but she's still, she's not part mm-hmm. you know, Vulcan. She's all, she's fully human, I think. Uh, but she's a more Vulcan sort of human. And she's got this trouble. She's got this relationship with Spock troubled history of, of him being distant with her because he's a Vulcan and shit, but it's yeah. not really that important. You are too. <laughs> well, you're yeah. raised, you know, yeah. Jeez. But anyway. we find out that these red lights are really important uh, for some reason. There's these seven lights that appear in space that nobody knows what they are, but Spock's trying to figure out the meaning behind them. But all you really need to know is that these characters exist. You got Captain Pike, you got number one, played by Rebecca Romaine, uh, and mm-hmm. you got Spock. And those are the big three from uh, the Discovery carryover. that carry over to this new show. Some sort of okay, incident occurs. It. I didn't watch it. Maybe it's the finale of that Discovery, but there's something in a Klingon temple with time orientation where Christopher Pike is sort of aware of the fate that will bestow him. Now, anybody who does not yes. know this, Christopher Pike, the pilot captain of Star Trek, Star Trek looking Worker. like it's not going to go forward. Let's get this asshole out of here. He's not working out. We replace him with this great guy, uh, James T. Kirk, much beloved. Christopher Pike, kind of a recurring character still. We see him in the Menagerie, or if that's the yeah. pilot, right, Jacob? So what happened is mm-hmm. um, the guy, the, the original actor for, for Pike played Captain Pike in the unaired pilot called The Cage. Uh, that was never originally aired, but they reused that footage for a, a two-part episode called The Menagerie, uh, where we find out a little bit about what happened to Pike. But basically, he gets Beep. he mm-hmm. has this horrible accident Beep. where he ends up in this like chair. He can't do anything. He can't talk. He can only push you know one button yeah. for yes, one two buttons for no or whatever. Um, like South Park's parodied it. Like yes. you probably you you have yeah. the image in your mind even if you've never seen. Basically, it. the menagerie yeah. was their way to save money and have a two part episode where they basically reused a bunch of footage that no one had seen before and made a coherent story out of it. I guess. Uh, but it's interesting how that ties into Strange New Worlds now because you have this Pike who seen has seen a premonition of how he's going to die. He's going to die saving a bunch of cadets. Uh, so he knows... Or he's going to end up in the chair that yeah, way. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but he knows basically that he has like 10 years to live. <laughs> so it's like the show saying, we have 10 seasons to do whatever we want before his inevitable... <laughs> Exciting! ...you know, accident. <laughs> right, well, Gandalf says we just have to choose what we do with the time we have or something like that. And that's yes. kind of the thing. He knows what fate awaits him. So uh, they address really early in this first episode too. Like he's dealing with that. Yeah. He has a very candid conversation, I think, with... Um, one of the other officers too about you know mm-hmm. what, what do you do when you know what's going to come next it's the energy coming into um, the pilot and that's going to be a theme can you defy fate uh but aside from that and all that context aside which again mm-hmm. i'm not positive we needed but it is cool to have that um yeah it's just an og yeah. trek show it is a mystery of the week seemingly so we have watched two now i'll ask you guys straight up reactions to the pilot did you like uh, strange new worlds joe it, it's my favorite star trek pilot uh, wow. Hands down, I think it was hmm. such a refreshing. Yeah, like a, a Star Trek pilot is usually some sort of weird uh, mythos that we're never going to see again. Like it's just kind of like, or it'll be back, but it'll be back like recontextualized into something that makes more sense or or seems less. A lot less of the older one-off. shows, yeah, a lot of the older shows, they didn't know what the characters were going to be yet, so they're yeah. still trying to figure out the relationships and the characterization. Sometimes the first season is almost exactly. a watch. Yeah. So, yeah. so to get a modern Trek show that nails the pilot, oh man, it, it's truly, I think, next to 
like Enterprise is up there too, but this is probably my favorite. Deep Space Nine, I think the emissary is up there for me. But those, yeah, there's not many though. I think you're right. Um, it it did land for me too. There's you know a little bit of setup here, and it definitely knows because it's set in a certain period what its characters are going to be, which maybe is why it can stand more confidently. Yeah, but I, I like the pilot, and I'm it's my favorite track too, just like Joe Joe for the new. Well, series. I think so. You have these characters established already in Discovery. You knew they were popular, so right away after season two of Discovery, people are like, "Oh, we love Pike. We want a Pike show." So they're like, okay, we'll make a Pike show. So even their best Trek show, they didn't even think of that idea themselves. The fans just said, we want that. So they made it. Uh, hey, keep and listening. That's then, what I guess. we wanted from the beginning. Uh-huh. And the yes. writers have said that it's going to be an episodic, Sonic. but with overarching kind of character arcs throughout, sort of like DS9, how they did it. So that's definitely what I've hmm. been wanting for a long time. What do you think about the pilot, Colin? I loved it. There is that reverse engineering Jacob saying where it's like, okay, you know, this kind of worked. Or, like, what else do we have on the board? Oh, Nurse Chapel was a character kind of in the original series. Can we, you know, pluck that out and make a Nurse Chapel character? Yes. I find that mm-hmm. to be satisfying, interesting. I like the performances across the board. I told you guys this is my first time where I'm like, oh, the captain is the character I will be following the whole time. Christopher Pike yes. and Samount rules. He's great. And uh, his name his name sounds like he's they need to have a character called Ensign Mount on the <laughs> oh, ship. Yeah. I swear, but they, anyway, go he, ahead. Captain is named his name Mike. <laughs> Ensign Mount. <laughs> yeah. Captain Pike the man's worst enemy is himself. Yes. I love him too. He's he's a great combination. He's like a combination of Kirk and Picard. He takes the best features yes. from both and kind of combines them. And a little bit of Riker. And a little bit he's of Riker. Yeah. He's risky he's boy. He's what I think is the new modern version of a James T. Kirk. Like we were trying to figure out exactly mm. what that is. He's yeah. funny, charismatic, uh, stylish, cool, sensitive, but not too sensitive and drinks whiskey. I think that's exactly <laughs> like what yeah. that he's character kind of tortured. is now. He's got a tortured uh, mm-hmm. thing going on because of his, yes. his, his inevitability of his future too. So he's got a little bit of that. So I like it a lot. Um, can I just highlight that the, some of the character recasts that are from the original series to now. So you have yeah, uh, yeah. Pike, obviously you have number one who was played by, uh, Majel Barrett, who was Gene Roddenberry's wife, in the the mm. cage, the unaired pilot. Mm-hmm. Then she played Nurse yes. Chapel in the original series. So we have two characters that were played by Majel Barrett in the show now. Number one in Nurse Chapel. Oh wow! Uh, we also have Cadet Uhura, of course, uh, who's like it's her first day. Michelle right? Nichols. Uh, we have mm-hmm. Samuel T. Kirk, or I don't know yes, if his middle name is T. Uh, Samuel Kirk. Yes. Sam Kirk. And then of course we have Spock. So we have all these connections. And then we also have a a con relative or con's daughter or something. Yeah. No. So I want to mention this. There's a little bit of weirdness with what's happening with this cast because it does introduce con's daughter. And she had her family attacked by the Gorn. But we know in the arena yes. that the Gorn were not discovered until Kirk fought that Gorn. Oh. So, like, there's issues with continuity. But also, this is 10 years but before they even discovered Khan. The Gorn Khan that, they yeah. it's like, oh so still yeah, floating out in space. Khan yeah. yeah, so they're doing a little bit of grabbing things that shouldn't be there. But overall, because I think the story is so good, I can forgive a lot of it. But it does, it creates a couple blips on the timeline. But yeah. Nothing too egregious, I guess, if you just don't care. If you look at it for what it well, is. Yeah. I, I mean, there's minor things. Right out the gate. Blipping out. There, yeah. 
There's yeah, minor yeah. things like why do they have better technology now than they had in the original series? But that's been yeah. a thing since Discovery. But I think if you take it at face value, I mean, Joe, how do you feel? But I, I think it's doing a good job with I, its characters I and I love crew. both the episodes. I Captain Pike's my favorite character, but the ensemble is so strong. Like every scene has worked for me so far. I'm just waiting for them to like bring it down to if there is going to be something episodic. Like I'm, or you know, I'm, I'm a little nervous about serialized. That. I, I like yeah. serialized. Yeah, I like um, how episodic it feels, and like I don't want to like I, lose that. I totally agree with you, Joe. Yeah. I mean, this is what I've wanted from Alex Kurtzman and and the producers behind New Trek for Your years. All I wanted. <laughs> My nemesis, uh, my Star Trek nemesis. <laughs> yeah, uh, mm-hmm. it's not Tom Hardy; it's those two. I yeah, nemesis. But that's the thing is, like, I'm really, I really like these first two episodes, but I'm waiting for like the other page to turn because it's still the same the people. Shoe to drop. Yeah, the other shoe to drop. It's still Akiva yeah, Goldsman. Yeah, we get Picard too. One episode's okay. <laughs> it's, oh, yeah, okay. it's still the same people behind it, so I know they're gonna fuck it up. Somehow. I agree with that one hundred percent. And they have gone on record now saying we're gonna have like comedy episodes. Like there's gonna be full episodes where there's like comedy and stuff. Well, now, there's comedy Star Trek. As someone who's Tribbles. jumping on this TNG at the moment, where it's like, and again, I jump around. I skip. I I fully do whatever I want. There will be moments totally. where I'm watching like the goal torture Picard where I'm like okay <laughs> like oh, mm-hmm. oh relax Colin like we gotta go to another one after this like let's see oh Moriarty's loose from the hollow chamber mm. perfect we yeah. can't mess <laughs> this up right yeah but still by the end of it even though it is a fun lighter episode where I'll be like oh no it's making me question reality and Picard saying this thing about how we're all probably intelligence. in simulation at the end or whatever <laughs> Or, yeah. you know, it's like, it'll be an episode where I'm like, oh, Jordy's going to date this girl that he's kind of interested in. Oh, she survived, like, this terrorist event, and he knows too much about her, and it's all, like, weird <laughs> and stuff. And I'm like, okay, even the one, light yeah. ones. Oh, the Laura Brown yeah. hologram. Yeah, Guys, yeah. <laughs> they are so intense still. And what I get nervous about is the the tone shift that this thing's going to have to balance is going back and forth still keeping the intelligence up, the energy up, while being able to dip down into that fun territory. And I loved both the episodes of Strange New World, but I did get a little nervous at the end of the Meteor one, where Pike is straight back to, uh, uh, my future fate, you know, I I gotta give this monologue about this dark thing. And if he's giving those every episode, I'm gonna get a little bummed out. Mm. It does seem that's gonna be more of an overarching thing. Uh, I will say I've seen the third episode preview, and I know mm. sort of what it's going to be the classic uh, away team goes out, gets infected by something, starts acting weird. It's going to be like, you know, the naked now. You got to solve it. Or, uh, you know, those yeah. classic episodes where there's they, something weird. Sulu takes his shirt yeah. off and is fencing can and I stuff. Say, I can't can wait I, to can get I, to the episode where, or to the point where I can say the episode titles like you guys where you're like, <laughs> it's going to be like this thing. And you're all like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'll be there. Um what, what I want to highlight is these first two episodes kind of break down what is the the, the parable that's happening, right? And then how does that play into maybe Pike's, with the way he handles the problem? Because I think both these episodes, maybe the second one a little bit less, but Pike knowing his fate affects the way he reacts to that scenario yes. directly. So in the first one, we have a civilization that they essentially have what seems to be a warp signature way before they should be ready to get into space. Uh, a team investigates with number one. They're lost. So then the Enterprise goes find them. We find out then that somehow the society didn't find a warp engine. They have built a warp b- 
bomb and they are about to destroy each other. So do we interfere? Do we not? Prime Directive is not what it's called yet, but this general is kind of mission goes yeah, so bad, Mike. One. It's like main directive. Yeah. Fuck you. We're calling it the prime directive. Yeah, now, this is the assholes. episode they invent the prime directive. <laughs> That'll never stick. Yeah, it'll never yeah. stick. Which, yeah, it wasn't called that in Enterprise. So, so it's interesting. You get <laughs> classic Trek it. stuff, though. Like, oh, what's a warp signature? I don't know. High tachyon readings, and like, let's let's put on some prosthetic makeup and we'll blend in like the locals, like Amazing. those old TNG Romulan episodes. Your, it's fun. It's a lot of your fun. Your job yeah. is to make disguises for us. Uh, kind of. <laughs> Oh, and your job is yeah. to steer the ship. They hit him over the head and steal the outfit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to say. <laughs> so it's classic. Yeah. It's classic track. I actually like the second episode even more. And I like the mm. twist of that episode where basically they thought they knew what was happening and they got kind of proven wrong where they're questioning these these aliens that are like the guardian of the, the comet, right? But then they find out that like, oh, maybe they were right because it was predestined that, that Spock would do that thing that he did and then the comet would go off course or whatever which does play into you Mm. know the overall arc that pike's going through here i mean he's seen a vision of the future is it going to happen no matter what he does i mean i I think the the adventures are playing into it so i'm here for that yeah yeah and even the warp bomb i think it's like he can show them a vision of the future of where Earth did the bombs. And then they can be like, maybe we should change our destiny. Right. So we have two episodes kind of contrasting. One saying predeterminism is a thing. Another one saying uh, freedom of choices. And again, that's a big philosophical thing. Predeterminism, free yes. choice. That's what we're going to be wrestling we're with. But it has played it. into both episodes. Yeah, and I think so. in the second episode, it's the question of, gets in the question of faith, you know, and predeterminism, like, is faith good? Like, should you have faith? You know, that kind of thing. So, I mean, it's mm-hmm. literally about bringing yeah, and life. Like it's not subtle. And I appreciate that. Like it doesn't, it shouldn't be too subtle. It's Star Trek. That's the point. Yeah. 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 And one note, um, as an enterprise fan, I was a little bummed to see, uh, the translator nervous to be in space. I don't know if I belong here, captain. Cause that was very much Hoshi's entire arc. She was the linguist and she's like, I don't really know if I'm comfortable in mm. space or doing it with the right. It's like, it's literally the same position on the bridge. You didn't even like give it to yeah, the engineer. Sure. It's like, come on. But I do like the language of music and the way she figures that out. I mean, I enjoyed those. And elements. I like, it just felt like I, this is Hoshi. Yeah, and I, well, I just like that. They're giving her a more characterization because she doesn't get a lot to do in the original series. Like she's kind of like, there's a signal captain. Yeah, like, yeah. like I mentioned before, the, the original series and the movies are very much like the Bones, Spock, and Kirk show, right? And the other characters are very much supporting characters. Didn't get a lot of characterization by themselves. Now we have Uhura. She speaks like 37 different languages. Like, that's interesting. Like, I really like what they're doing with her character. I really like what they're doing with all of the characters. And I think, like, I'm going to tie it back into what I was saying. Picard is like my final note. Just start from here, mm-hmm. man. Like, this is the base that people like. Discovery can be a precursor and, and and just build on from here. Like, I like Spock now. Like, I didn't, I have not cared for the idea of Spock until I could yeah. contextualize wow. him as the new data. Like, to me, as a modern Trek person, like, watching something in this era for the first time, like, that's how I see him. I think you should pull on all these elements Hoshi, like, like pull on all of the legacy, start with Strange New Worlds, put them in any time, but just keep pumping out shows like this. Well, mm-hmm. it's just crazy because this is what we've 
been asking for for years. And it took them four so seasons simple, of Discovery, right? two seasons of Picard. There's literally a template you, for you it. Guys you made it five say times. It is. I don't know, but you're you're all getting so angry too. Of like, well, didn't these writers look up that like by writing this one line they've created three anachronisms? It is impossible to write these shows to make that's these true. Shows. We have just, become just the fans that we heard here. about when we were kids. Just yeah. start yeah. from Strange New Worlds and like this is. I'm with it. The yeah. new well, they can make things in different era, though. Well, yeah, yeah, but with Discovery, it's like nothing mattered in that show anyway. Because by the end of season two, you know they're they're pre original series, and then at the end of season two, they jump into the future, and they no one in the past knew about them because they were like a top secret ship. So literally, it doesn't have any effect on anything else, and that's why I think it doesn't Good. work. That it's well. an inconsequential series. Yeah, yeah. now it's yeah. so but far in the future that it doesn't matter at all. It, yeah. This can connect to the original series, and people can be like, "Oh, I remember that character from this episode or whatever." And it doesn't have to be perfect canon. Like I yeah. understand there's going to be some anachronisms. Like there's so much Trek out there that of course you're gonna. It's going to be hard to write those things. So I can excuse that. But just mm-hmm. give me that classic Trek feel. That's all I ever wanted. You know. I- I, that's what we want. I can want, more than yeah. excuse it. With I can embrace it. Like, I can learn to love, you know, the new canon if you just build on it from here. And I'm yeah. fine if you want to, like, bring back the new Borg queen. I think that design's great. Like, if we're going to see Borg at some point, you could just have her. Like, we know what new yeah. Gaiden looks like. If you're going to have any of these characters, don't, like, I'm, same same thing with Star oh. Wars. Quit bringing people back, man. Like, let's yeah. just well, start even if from Picard, they with Guinan. I'm, I'm okay with the, yeah. Picard is you're dragging the, with, sorry for the turn of phrase, the corpses <laughs> of TNG out on parade, right? right? Meanwhile, this, it's like, let's just get a new Spock. And, and I normally thought it'd be like, I'm, I don't want to recast, just do something new. But I, I, the character did grow on me. I like new Spock. I'm okay with just bringing Chapel yeah. back, doing Uhura. something different with her. Like, yeah, I'm we'll kind of new Kirk eventually. The rest of the show is yeah. so good, and I'm here like, for. They've it. already I guess cast. That's what I'm I can forgive a lot. Yeah, they've already cast new James. Yeah, and Kirk. I can't forgive a lot because I think Picard. Sorry, no, Jacob, to cut you off. <laughs> I, just, I, I can't forgive it because I think it's bad yeah. Trek. But this is good Trek, so I can forgive a lot of that BS. Otherwise, I'm just hung up on exactly. it. But you're saying there's no. A you're Kirk exactly now? right. I was just saying they've already cast James T. Kirk for the second season of. Uh, oh, Enterprise, that uh, was and I didn't know that. Who biggest is that? question I was going to end this with to you guys was, do you think we would ever go that way? But of course we will. If we've got the brother, that's how it's going to go, Jacob. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I thought that was his dad. I, is that not that chair, Samuel <laughs> Charles Kirk? I think is it's his, his older dad? brother, is it not? I think it's his brother because this is only 10 years before Kirk is captain of Enterprise. So uh, it wouldn't make sense that it was hmm. his dad and be that young, right? And it's going to be something like, Captain Pike, that chair hmm. looks... <laughs> so comfortable one day i'd like yeah. to sit in that too and we'll be like that's another uh, thing when they don't get too that was a great yourself. red herring yeah. in the second yeah. episode where i thought they were just going to kill sam kirk in that episode you know and then i yeah, didn't know a classic if he was red die. shirt moment yeah. too where it's like here's a guy yeah you know who knows and he if gives he's gonna his make name it. and you're like oh I mean, that's shit. A classic trek but i'm down for it and i love mm-hmm. the the modern the the redesign of the enterprise to keep it to upgrade it Make it look more modern, but also keep the the aesthetic and the feel of the original Enterprise. It just nails it. It's perfect. I, the score is also and, and, uh, yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, like I everything about the, the show is song. falling. It's, it's firing on all yeah. cylinders for me, man. Yeah. 
And I'm at a point where obviously I can, I know this is the TOS era, but I don't care if they dress it up. You kind of have to. And this feels like just if they were making it for the first time today with these parables, that's what it would be. Um, and I wanted to touch on one thing we talked about with um, the the original series, Star Trek, the movie, mm-hmm. right? The, the scene where Pike is going back to the Enterprise and meeting with Spock is very reminiscent of Kirk going back in that dry dock mm. sequence that we said was maybe a bit too yes. long, but it was very reminiscent of like, here's the ship. And as Jacob <laughs> mentioned, like the styling, yeah. I really appreciated that scene. They really yeah. let you. Yeah, it, And that's cool the other period. thing about that I didn't like about Discovery. It's like they actively were trying, like they didn't want to be too like nerdy about things. We're like, oh, we're just going to let you look at the ship for like a minute. Like, they don't really do that with Discovery. Discovery is just like, they'll be like, science is fun. Like, we love science, but they won't, like, get into the techno babble as much. This one, you know, they're not afraid to shy away from the techno babble and the nerdier aspects of Trek that make it so fun, you know? Like the org chart. There, you, no one's speaking if informally, let's say, in TNG and yeah. TOS. Like, there's a, there's a, you know, unless they're really close buddies, like Bones and Kirk will do a, a quip, but the rest of the crew isn't just like, science is freaking cool, <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah. You know? That's so, that was so grating about this. When you're on the job, you're professional. That's what the flagship should That's be, I, right? Unless you're in the lower decks. Yeah, lower yeah, decks I, I can excuse because it's an animated comedy and I can understand that. And it's not the flagship. Yeah, it's like the rejects that didn't make it on the Enterprise, you know? That's yeah, also yeah, like yeah. the uh, whole point of the show, you know what I mean? Is that right. Like, no, we're the guys who can't. Yeah, like yeah, they're, yeah. They're doing but the second on the Enterprise. And stuff. Yeah, let's, yeah. Um, let's be professional. Yeah, there's people. so many characters in Picard and Discovery that I just they just grate on my nerves because they just don't seem like they would be Starfleet officers. This show mainly avoids that. They have some like more casual moments, like you know Pike Pike's uh, go to phrase for like instead of you know make it so or, or engage or whatever he says. Uh, I can't remember what he says, but See, it's something like punch it or let hit it. it. Let's hit it. Let's yeah, hit yeah. it, baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I can get behind it. that because yeah, yeah. he's he's got that Kirk, uh, you know, swagger to him. So, what's the um, what's the other bridge officer? Um, Number one. The, there's two. The, there's two new officers. Ortegas, now. There's the, the uh, cousin, is one and of then the, the pilot. Ortegas. Oh yeah, the Ortegas, the pilot. And then there's a. But the thing I wanted to point out is I didn't even notice this as I was watching the show, but then you see on the internet, it's like, oh, wow, the entire bridge crew is female except for Pike and Spock. I noticed that right away. Didn't notice, also don't care, also very cool, like, nope, you know, yeah, no issues. But it's it. like, I saw that was interesting that they did that, you know. It's I very yeah, I've always liked that about Trek is, yeah. you know, the diversity of the cast is a... It just felt like the right person for the job. Every time I met somebody, it was like, yeah, okay. And we just, you know, and that's how it should be. So that was never my criticism about discovery of it being too diverse or whatever. Mm -mm. Like, I like that aspect of it. I just thought their writing was terrible. Idiots think that. But yeah, Yeah. you know, not us. We don't endorse that kind of thinking here. Yeah, Um, I really, I really love the ensemble. I'm so excited to watch the show grow. Like, I'm looking forward to it. And I haven't been looking forward to a new Star Trek show since I started watching new Star Trek shows. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree 100%. And the way a good pilot or a good set of episodes to get you hooked on Trek, you know, the goal is introduce your captain, introduce your top officers, get the rest of the bridge crew established, get them in a scenario, and then have them cleverly solve it. And we've had two episodes of that where I like this crew, I like the ship, I like the captain a lot. And through that kind of foresight thing, they can tell a darker overarching line you know, maybe it helps them bring some levity into a situation. YOLO, why, you know, why not do stand-up comedy in the 1940s San Francisco? Like, who cares, right. right? Who knows where we'll end up? Strange New Worlds, like I said on the thing, is pretty familiar, and I'm glad, and I'm here I'll for just it. say, uh, if you like Strange New Worlds and you want more of this, you know, Pike and the crew, 
check out Discovery Season 2, Episode 2, New Eden. Uh, that's a very kind of standalone Star Trek adventure that uh, has the feel of Strange New Worlds. And I think that's where, the, when they made that episode, they're like, let's just make a whole show that's this. I'm pretty so sure New Eden is where, like, the movement began, where people were like, this is what we yeah. this is what we what want. What the fuck? Just make <laughs> the show? Man. Yeah. They made a Star it's Trek? It's crazy that it took them so Finally. long to figure that out. And that's why I don't really have, like I said, a lot of faith in uh, Alex Kurtzman and, and the people behind it. So we'll see how it yeah. goes. But if, you know, if they can keep it up, you know, I'm, I'm here for it. So far, yeah. two for two. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe now's a good time to mosey on uh, back to dry dock, get some repairs before we take off on another voyage next week. We'll talk about that right after this when we hit up final thoughts on normies like us. Hit it. Bring me a brandy. He's so cool about it. <laughs> he is very cool. cool. Let's just roll into it. That it's captain is very, very cool. I really enjoy He's him. He's the coolest man. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, we're back. We're doing final thoughts. Strange new worlds. Oddly familiar. Took them long enough to do it, in my opinion. And I'm just happy for it. I kind of wrapped my thoughts up. Colin, any, anything you want to mention on strange new worlds as kind of the outsider um, getting into the trek more deeply? Yeah. I, I, I don't know if this is controversial, but I'll say this. There's never been a bad Spock actor. That's what this show is making me realize. Leonard Nimoy, Zachary Quinto, yeah. this guy as well. Uh, Ethan Peck, yeah. Josh Peck. I'm sorry, I can't remember your name. but <laughs> Josh uh, Peck. Yeah. I think Drake and Josh. <laughs> I think it's Ethan Peck or Drake and Josh. Yeah. Um, yeah, he did a great job. I, I'm like, to me, it's like you guys are like, ah, oh, finally good Trek. To me, I'm like, Trek's always been good. I watch <laughs> three different Trek shows. I watch the episodes everybody talks about. They blow my mind every time. Um I don't have to be nervous about it. I, I like. I'm at the point now where I'm like, Colin. Even though it's going to be so long between movies that we talk about them, you cannot just watch all the Kelvin movies right now. You can't just watch First Contact <laughs> and start doing the TNG movies just because That's you're like living in that world. Like, yeah. relax, dude. Um, Trek is that one thing where like, and and if Strange New Worlds can harness this energy. Uh, I watched the Lower Decks TNG episode that inspired uh, Lower yeah, Decks. Yeah, yeah. I, I, mm. Lower Decks is one of the shows that is top Trek for me, in my opinion. I know you guys see it as like a, a comical thing, but the energy I think it taps into so well, the best TNG DS9s do, and what I hope Strange New Worlds does, is two people talking on screen that I don't even know who they are. They're random Starfleet people. I will always want to be like, no, no, don't cut away. I want to see what they're talking about. Or like, I, I like everyone. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's yeah. like the organization puts me in such a mind of, I want to know everything about it. So it just, just follow your hearts on that. If you're telling good heightened sci-fi that always has a human heart tale in the middle of it, then you're going to be making good track. Cause, cause that's what it is to yeah. me. And I just want to say about Lower Decks, like if you haven't given it a shot yet, I say go for it because you know what? I think it's pretty good. And like there are obviously comedic aspects to it, but there's some good character growth, some good character arcs in that show. Uh, you know, it's Mike, clever. it's got your favorite actor, I Jack, love Quaid. Jack Quaid. I'm actually going to go uh, back to watch it now that I realize that. 
tie yeah. it up with the boys. And they can do so much with that show because it's in that classic TNG era that everyone loves. They can bring back different actors. They don't have to look the part because it's only animated. They can just do yes. the voice. So they can bring back Riker as like prime Worf Riker can show up. and it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot they can do with that show. So and, I actually do like that. Yeah. One as well. And I want to make one more highlight about what makes it good is, you know, we said Picard seems like no one's watched Star Trek, but this show seems like they've watched all of the Star Trek because there's so many deep cuts yeah. and little references. Like the people yes, behind this show do totally. truly love it. They're, they're all you can about tell it. That it's, mm-hmm. Yeah. You can tell it was made by fans. Yep. Um, so basically, yeah, there's two good new Trek shows, two bad new Trek shows, and one that I haven't <laughs> seen that's for kids. I, I think, think I'm kind of in that same boat. Yeah. You forgot yeah. about the Orville again. Ah. The Orville. It's coming back. New also Horizons. good. That's right. And there's, and there's a Horizons. man who paid people <laughs> to pay him to say, well, you're making a comedy track, right? And he's like, yeah, comedy track. And it's like, yeah. nope, I'm just ripping it off, you fools. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Seth MacFarlane, huge Trek fan. And, you know, that was evident even when he brought the TNG cast into Family Guy for that one episode. Uh, he's always been a huge fan. So I he just wanted to make a Star now. Trek show, basically. And there was a fragment of the audience that wasn't being served by regular Star Trek. So he had to make it for us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, he basically remade TNG with different, you know, alien names and stuff he like Galaxy that. He Galaxy quested it, yeah. You know what? It's good. And there's a big, you know, kind of big season two uh, spoiler that's going to affect the whole new season where the data of their crew kind of turned out to be evil and there's from this whole race of like evil robots and that's gonna be a big part of the third season so, hmm. but and this is quote unquote new horizons so what is this this is a relaunch a rebranding a spin-off a season a phase three. two well i did I you watch all of season two years did you watch did you finish season two Colin? i did i did finish okay. season two because there's that whole like basically there they, there's this whole like war with that that robot uh uh species right and you know things go badly i think so i don't remember exactly what happens but sometimes that's try and mm-hmm. yeah i think it's also just a joke guys it's uh the new the new horizon is the next generation you know what i mean like i think it's just oh, yeah. it's been you know two years since they had a season so we're back right. you know well this is very likely to be the final season for yeah. the orville so uh, check it out. I mean, it's good. If you're a fan of Trek, you're going to like it because it's just s- someone who really loves Star Trek wanted to make a Star Trek show but didn't have the IP, mm-hmm. so he just made a new Star Trek. And hired and I think Star Trek really actors well. in, in cameos. Man, it's like, yeah, my original nice. show, War Star. <laughs> You'll never guess what it's based on. <laughs> right. yeah. in, the, in the movie, War Star First Contact, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're like, hmm. Jacob, can you tease us? Uh, what was the, the episode three teaser? If anybody who's listening to this wants to continue or start Strange New Worlds, what does episode three tease us with? Oh, yeah. Um, so episode three uh, looks like it's going to be that classic... Uh, you know, go away mission gets infected That's with something right, weird. Space disease. Back yeah, coming back to the yeah. ship. People start acting weird and they got to figure out what's going on. A lot on. of Nurse Chapel. We're going to get, that's going to be fun. It's going to be knocking people out <laughs> Probably, left and right. Yeah. It's going to be a great time. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. So I believe that comes out on Wednesday. So everyone check out Paramount Plus, PP Plus yep. on Wednesdays. Oh, I thought it was a Thursday show. Even better. Yeah. I think, yeah, maybe it drops at midnight on Wednesday or something. I'm not sure. Yeah. But, but check hey, that isn't out. it astounding real quick? We can wrap it up here. But uh, 
Netflix really is the only interface in the game for streaming services, isn't it? Like Paramount Plus is like it's so garbage. Oh, it's it's like it's a sound. HBO is bad. Yeah, Netflix. Like has when it. I try to rewind on it, it's like it can't do that. And I'm like, you can't rewind VHS tapes. Good rewind. Can't even find it's the madness. show. And on Paramount Plus, if you use it on like a web browser, if you pause it, it like minimizes the video and shows a whole like ad on your screen and the sound and then, keeps going <laughs> yeah oh, and then no. sometimes it doesn't like start again properly i have to reload the page and then of course there's ads which is a whole other thing it's, that like, I don't it's like. like it's just like it's incredible isn't it it's <laughs> like you none of you can figure it out except netflix here's what's That's sad astounding. yeah oh, this will be hbo is not good either. yeah it'll be a quick no 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 disney's bad but it, here's, disney plus is pretty good um Peacock's pretty good. Hulu's terrible. Some, some of Disney the Plus. Hulu's I some mm, every once in a while I have to do this thing on my TV to like reset, like reset something on my TV so that Disney Plus will actually work because it keeps not working for some reason. So Weird. Netflix keeps making me log back in. So I well they're running tests on password tells me to log back in. I'm like nah. I'm not even. Here's, I'm not here's even the thing. It. I feel bad for Netflix real quick before we get out of here. Uh, they literally were like, look, streaming's the future. And everyone's like, nah, get out of here. And they're like, look, streaming's the future. Give me your shows. Give me your shows. Give me your shows. They built the audience and the platform. And now everybody's just taking their shows away. And it's like, no wonder their stocks of are course. dropping. Because like, they built yeah, the, they they're built losing the subscribers for you. Years. And they're like, oh, yeah, nothing. fuck you, Netflix. Well, even Star Trek. They All the Star Treks used them. to be on Netflix. <laughs> and now, yeah, I have to go on Paramount Plus and watch ads for four times an episode instead of just watching yeah, it. We have Netflix. five streaming services. So, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. which streaming service can we find our next week's episode? Jacob is, uh, Paramount plus mm. housing. The next in our series. Plus, I hope yes. you like star Trek. <laughs> we will never do be too. done. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Next just week kidding. we're doing star Trek episode two. The Wrath of Khan. It's not called episode. Attack of the clones. Don't worry about it. We're going to learn all right. about our new, uh, security officer's father. Uh, that's right yeah and if if normies if you're watching along if you want to watch the uh, what's it called space seed original series episode space mm-hmm. seed that's where Khan first comes in so watch Botany that Bay. then watch Wrath of Khan Botany Bay oh no yes <laughs> check if you want that context right. yes absolutely and uh yeah any last thoughts on Trek boys we uh warp it on out I think that's Pretty I solid, love it. Let's yeah. warp on out. Or no, I'm like Barclay. I will put you guys in the <laughs> transponder or whatever they're called, oh, but no. I will not go in it because I'm scared. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so, well, we saw how the original let's... motion picture, it is a scary thing, the transporter. They just, it you is. Can die. It yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I don't like it. Shuttlecrafts for me. So we'll get out of here. Uh, before we do, normies, check out our star date, star log, captain's log, uh, which is at normies underscore like underscore us, and, and leave us a review. Say, star date, some number. This <laughs> podcast was good. Uh, we would love that. And check us out on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. I really appreciate it again for trekking along with us. And uh, leave any comments about your favorite Star Trek episodes, what you liked or haven't liked about Paramount stuff, Paramount Plus, inter- and the best interface. Tell us the favorite interface. Yeah, let's, mm. let's do that. <laughs> Probably not. There we go. We've That's been your hosts. This is uh, Ensign Colin. Uh, this is, uh, what was it? Uh, Cadet Mike. Cadet. You can be uh, Lieutenant Commander. Lieutenant. Did I get a ra- yeah. I got it. I got an upgrade. All right. I'm Lieutenant. More than Harry Kim got in seven Damn. years. Damn. Uh, <laughs> and this is Captain Jacques-Luc Cobcard. <laughs> Make it so, Dormies. All right. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Come. G- goodbye. Hit and stop. Come.
Come. That was the door noise. <laughs> My name is Gandalf the Grey, and I'm imploring you to leave a like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. Don't keep it secret. Don't keep it safe. Don't take me as a conjurer of cheap tricks. And we'll catch you on the next episode of Normies Like Us. Fly, you fools.